It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Nile Nine podcast. We are welcome back to our humble abode on the internet, our audio palace, uh, where we will be discussing Ooh. new music that we loved this month, which is the month of October. Andrea, well, I Cleary love audio is here palace. on the line as always. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, that, that just delighted came out, me. Uh, audio palace. No, it delighted me. It's beautiful. Hello, <laughs> the Niall. audio palace of our minds. <laughs> of our minds, yes. Um, <laughs> How are you? You're just back from New York. I am, Would yeah. you like to tell the listeners how, how you got on? Uh, yeah, it was great. I was at a wedding. Uh, my friends uh, Chelsea and Dara got married in Long Island. It was brilliant and uh, just really enjoyable. Great spot. Um, lovely weather. Uh, spent five days in New York City itself and uh, had a lovely, lovely time. And um, just, yeah, everything was an excuse to uh, go to different types of restaurants or pubs and either have some nice drinks or a nice dish or some different type of food, whether it was Chinese or Mexican or whatever. We did loads. Did you find a really good slice of pizza anywhere? Yeah, I did. And thanks to our, our fr- friend of the show, Liz Pelly, who I met over there uh, for a coffee oh, yes. and her fellow Jordan from Mutual Benefit, uh, went for a coffee with them and because we had had disappointing pizza up until then mm. we were like this isn't going to cut it we need something better i imagine the streets of new york city are paved with disappointing tourist pizza yeah and definitely need a local so yeah so we were steered in the right direction after a couple of duds um basically liz said her friend had um had written a book or a pamphlet or whatever it is about i think it was a book about the best pizza slice in manhattan so oh. we were staying in brooklyn but we spent a lot of time cool. in manhattan as well so it was beside Madison Square Garden. It's called NY Pizza Suprema. It has vegan slices as well. Um, mm-hmm. It is 
it was the best pizza we had. Best okay. best pizza slice I've had in a long time. It was like that fresh, fresh tomato, um, fresh herbs, and just really crispy, lovely, soft, um, but crunchy base. It was mm. it was perfect. It was really really good. And uh, there's pictures of Anthony Bourdain up and all that kind of stuff. I know, you know, when uh, a restaurant is owned by, um. A family and it's like family run business since mm. whatever yada, yada yada so there's loads of that we went to a fair few of those it was an italian restaurant we went to called barbetta went to the hades town the musical uh on broadway oh how was that yeah i really enjoyed it i mean the musicals aren't really my thing but this is like mm. an ace mitchell it's it's still very broadway it's still very cheesy but yeah uh, i enjoyed i've the heard production. some of the songs from that because i'm like you i'm like i like musicals in like very I like very specific musicals. Like I'll I'll simp for Les Mis, but like I'm not a big musical person, and I wouldn't like take a chance on a musical that I didn't know anything about. Um, but I listened to a couple of the songs from Hades Town, and I like the kind of sonic world of it. Yeah, it's it's like it's an interesting. It's not like we're all in a musical. Yeah, it's a bit like, New Orleans it's, jazz it's dark kind and, of. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of well, my only problem with it is well it's a big pretty big problem but um wasn't the only one the main male actor um i mm. hated his singing i hated it <laughs> he oh, sounds no. and looks like james blunt and it's horrible oh it's no. just really that earnest singer songwriter thing and you know when you're like the, yeah. the middle obviously hadestown is about you know the greek tragedy about uh orpheus and um what's her name oh. persephone? persephone and i can never remember the other one um your Eurydice. and yeah, yeah so it's about going she gets caught in the underworld and so he goes and rescues her and it's a tragedy mm. ultimately but um he just has nothing <laughs> that convinces me why oh. she might want so him. he's he's orpheus is he's he? orpheus yeah he's just mm. not a, james blunt is not i i'm i like james blunt as a person but like a james blunt type character is not an orpheus in my mind i thought he was the fool when it first started you know because he had that kind of vibe oh. Um, and I was like, yeah. oh, quickly became apparent he wasn't. And I was like, uh oh. But production mm. is amazing, obviously. Like, I'd never gone to a Broadway show before. Just don't go to the bar because you get charged for a lot. <laughs> for Oh, really? Uh, a, what did a glass of wine cost you? Glass of wine and a beer was $42. What? That's not even the worst of it. I'll tell you more later on. <laughs> Isn't the dollar like the, the same as the yep. euro at the moment? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Oh my God. And it wasn't even like a pint oh of beer. God. It's like three quarters of a pint. Um, That's like Norway prices. That yeah. is outrageous. It's pretty insane. Food and drink is very expensive. I'd say food is like most, I mean, I, uh, like probably 150% what we spend here easily wow. on, on a main dish. Um and Jesus. like pints are eight, eight dollars, or an, and a glass of wine is like about fourteen dollars. So it's expensive enough. Expensive enough, but um, Jesus Christ! Yeah, luckily That's this crazy wedding was money. supposed to happen two years ago, so I had the money put aside for one. So it wasn't. Yeah, it was kind of uh, allowed. It was okay. But mm. I hadn't realized that New York was that expensive. I knew it would be expensive, but I just sort of assumed that it would be like. Dublin-ish, like maybe a bit more than Dublin. Me too, yeah. The much. big That's, difference from the last wow. time I was there was 2018 um, mm. when I was over for a conference. Thanks, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of <laughs> mad. It's kind of mad. But anyway, it was great. Mm. And we'll get a bit more uh, New York stuff later because I'm going to pick a song related to it um, before we finish. Um, but before we start sharing our best of the month, 
uh, best tracks and albums of the month. Andrea, it was your birthday yesterday. And it was my birthday. And it is at is now custom. It's time for your <gasps> the Andrea Cleary quiz. You. Yay! <laughs> oh, I hoped, but I, I daren't expect. Yeah, well, oh, I felt like so I really had to follow through after you did it last time. <laughs> after I did the worst quiz in the world. If anyone wants to listen back to that, don't. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about to ruin I'm about to ruin my own reputation and uplift yours. Okay. <laughs> so Yay. this quiz. I'm so excited. There are 12 questions, one for each letter of your name. The answer begins <laughs> with that letter in order, right? <gasps> Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay. Oh my God. Okay, I'm, so I'm already in. It's music and pop culture and everything else, right? So whatever. But I think you'll get a lot of them. So let's, let's, let's start. Okay. Okay, first so question. <laughs> Which Irish designer worked on the props on the Wes Anderson 2014 film, The Grand Budapest Hotel? Which? And, and so the answer to this begins with A? Yes, Or it correct. could begin with any letter? No, it begins okay, with... Okay, so it's not Orla Kylie then, the <laughs> no, only Irish no, designer no. I know. <laughs> are, they, are they like a, a, a fashion designer or like a... What kind no, of No, worked on the props. Um, designer by Prop. trade, graphic designer possibly. I don't know, maybe oh. this is one of those answers that I'm like, of course it's that person, but... Um, I don't Maybe you really don't know. know. They're also... design... Okay, well, can I give you a hint other than that it begins with A? <laughs> yeah. Um, has a book called Fake Love Letters. Uh, born in Wales, based in Dublin. I'm so sorry to this person. I have no idea. You may not know. That's fine. That's fine. I just... Pass. I'm just very familiar with the, their work. And uh, so it is Annie okay. Atkins. Have you ever heard of Annie Atkins Okay. Before? No, okay. but congratulations, Anya. And that is no, I am just very ignorant. I mean, I chose a pretty random first question. There you go. Okay. Uh, it was literally the first one that came to my head. And I was like, oh, Anya, that'll do. Okay. Okay. Question two. Perfect. Which musician with Irish, Turkish and Barbadian heritage released her second album this year? Irish, Turkish and Barbadian. Barbados? Yeah. Barbadian. Barbadian. Begins with N. Nilufrianya? It is indeed. The album was painless. Yay! Right. But that was released this year. Has she got Irish heritage? Yeah, yeah, she does, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, so God, this next question is very random. Okay. Which dance <laughs> led to a rap song uh, in 2010 that started with the title Teach Me How to Blank? Oh. Um, it, it's either Dougie or Ducky? Yeah, uh, is it one of those? I two? will give you that because I'm. Uh, that is correct. It's just Dougie. That's in my head because I don't know if you watch Limmy on you like his streams on YouTube, no, I don't. but he does these like he's very funny. So he does these like sporkle quizzes of like music from the eighties, music from the nineties, and so on. And he did a twenty tens one the other day, <laughs> and that song was in no it. Way. And okay, I was like, great. great. So that's that's the only reason why it's in my head, but yay. Yes, that is teach me how to doogie. Uh so Do you know how to doogie? Um yes, I'm just looking at the video here. I know how to doogie. 
<laughs> no, I don't. What do you do? <laughs> I don't it's kind of a... Uh, Is it? Yeah, it's a... I'm kind of thinking of a soldier boy a, thing. Oh, it's not quite that one. Um, no. It's more of a lean, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'll learn. Next question. That was by Cali Swag District, by the way, that song, Teach Me How to Dougie, uh, from 2010. Okay. Next question. Uh, which fictional kingdom in... J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy setting of Middle Earth is known for its horsemen. Rohan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm so happy. This is the best quiz ever. Next question. What king of England was born on your birthday? What king of England? A-N-D-R-E. Oh, do I have to get his number? I mean, it would certainly help. Okay. Right. Um, well, it's not the current guy. Edward, he was he was king because he abdicated, but he was technically king, wasn't he? I'm just trying to think about season one of The Crown here. Uh, um, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's before. All that right, time. it's it's before that. Okay, King Edward the third, or King Edwin, not Edwin, Edward. Edward the Third. It's Edward the Fifth, unfortunately. Oh, Mad that they damn. actually had uh, the date, <laughs> November second, fourteen seventy. So that's, that's the his day birthday. Born, apparently, fourteen okay. seventy. God. <laughs> there you go. That's a great question. <laughs> it came up, and it suited the the E. Um, okay, it did. <laughs> okay, next question. What is Taylor Swift's middle name? Oh my god. Oh my god! And it begins with A, right? What could it be? It's not Andrea. I'd know that. My middle name is Antoinette, but I don't think her middle name would be Antoinette. I'm gonna go. She's American. I'm gonna go with Alice. <gasps> so close! It was Allison. Allison. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Okay. Okay. I'm fine. Um, this is question one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. What hip hop hip hop dance was recently the subject of an episode of Atlanta? <laughs> Were you on hiphopdances.com and just look? It just happened. This happened this way. I don't know why, but <laughs> I happen to think um, too. So I thought I'd try. What hip hop dance beginning with A uh, was the no? It's not was A. The it's, subject. It's not A. Oh, C. Sorry. Um, was the subject of a recent episode of Atlanta? Was that the question? A hip hop dance beginning with A. Um, C. This is me trying it's to hip hop dance. Oh, C, 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 C. Crunk? Is crunk a kind of dance? Am I the whitest person that's ever lived? <laughs> it was. In it was a uh, style crunk? of music anyway. Um, um, begins with C. Mm. Well, I know it. Do you think you may have referenced it's it a already? Popular. Oh, I may have referenced it already within the quiz. Um, so the Soldier Boy one. Yeah, but what's it called? Crank, crank that Soldier Boy. Yeah, is it? <laughs> oh. Don't catch me at your local party, yes, I crank it every day. Haters getting mad, cause I got me some baby mates. Soldier boy, I've been it. Oh. Why me crank it? Why me roll? Why me crank that soldier boy, that Superman? That oh. Now why me you crank that soldier boy?
So yeah, we didn't really expect to uh, <laughs> hip hop. I didn't expect it to be asking you questions about two hip hop dances this week, but uh, there you go. That's what happens. Um, okay, yeah. next question. Name the first single from the album "Pre Pleasure" from Julia Jacklin, who plays tonight in Dublin. Pre Pleasure is the new one. So L uh, Lydia wears a cross. Mm. Indeed, that is correct. Do you know? I have to say, having the letter is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a nice, Very it's a nice helpful. hook. To, it's literally all I thought of. <laughs> okay, it's great. So, uh, third last question: What? Or no, we've got four more. What is Harry Styles' middle name? Edward. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And his birthday is, I think, the first <laughs> of February. It's either the first or the second of February. Yeah, it's it's coming back to me now. Okay, my yeah. feelings. <laughs> Uh, okay, next question. Name the new Disney Plus series starring Diego Luna. Oh, yeah. Okay, so C-L-E-A. Diego Luna? <sighs> Disney Plus. Um, I'll give you another clue. Yes, please. <laughs> it's, a, it's related to a, a swashbuckling uh, franchise. Swashbuckling is pirates. Uh, no, uh, mm. sorry, not necessarily. <laughs> Galactic swashbuckling. Oh, okay. Space pirates and Andromeda. <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know. It was Andor. It's a Star Wars uh, series. <laughs> no, no, That's I don't no. know that. Okay. No. Uh, what American businessman does John Lennon meet in the third episode of Get Back? See how close you were watching this now. Oh my God, I was watching it yesterday. Um, you may not have got that far, but. Wasn't it like, oh, is this the last question? So this is A? Oh, I was going to say Alan Klein. Two more. Um, yeah, you you got it. You got it. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, A or Y. I can't even spell <laughs> my own damn name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Alan Klein. Yeah. <coughs> very good. Very good. Who went on? And he to was amazed by him. The Beatles, oh my gosh. Right, he for was, a while. He oh, he was like he was like oh, he's just so amazing. And he's yeah. got all these ideas and blah blah. And we see how that went. Yeah. Okay. Next question: What Irish writer was born in Castlebar in 1991? Surname or first name? That's up to you to decide. Castle, where's Castle Bar? That's in the West, isn't it? I, I'm going to say, I was going to say Rooney, as in C L E A or Y. Rooney. Sally Rooney. Rooney. Yes, correct. Sally Rooney. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, and finally, uh, which actor stars as the mother in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once? Oh, Harry's going to kill me because I don't remember her name. And she's she's one of his favorites. Yeah, yo, yo. What's the first name? No, that, um, oh, she has like a relatively Western sounding first name and then her surname is Yo. Uh, I don't remember. Just have a guess. Go on. It's in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking so hard. 
No, I, 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 I want to say Sandra, but I'm thinking of Sandra O. Oh is what's happening here, uh, which is not. Can you name other films she was in? I'll, I'll give it to you so I know you're thinking of the right person. Oh, yeah. She was in uh, this one that I watched with Jackie Chan um, called like Police Cop or oh, what's it called? Um, police Cop. <laughs> cop something. I ah! hear you, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, what is happening? Are we? I talked about it on the podcast. Okay. I can describe a stunt she did once. That was really cool. Is it? Where she went on on a motorbike and then onto the top of a train, and she nearly died. Look, I'm just going to give it to you. It's probably your. (laughs) No, you can't. You can't give it to me. Go on. What's her name? It's your birthday. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, Michelle Yo is the name. Michelle, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Michelle, Dragon, my bell, Crazy Rich Asian, Asian. She was in uh, Memoirs of a Geisha, Michelle. Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh, I'm not sure. And she's amazing. I'm not she's sure what amazing. If any, she was in with Jackie Chan, but um, you seem sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's in. She was in loads of movies with Jackie Chan. Was she? Okay. Well, I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's um, immediately obvious from a Google search. Um, um, what is the one that I was thinking of? Michelle Yeoh, Jackie Chan. Police Story. Okay. Very Police good. Story 3, Super Cop. <laughs> okay, you got Which one, I'd highly two, recommend. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You already got one wrong, really. Did I, though? No, you got 10. You got <laughs> 10. You. you got 10 out of 12. I'm fine with 10. 10 is good. 10 is a ten very is solid a, birthday a, quiz. A B plus. Yeah, very good. All right. Thank you so much for my <laughs> quiz, Niall. Okay, too seeing kind. it's your birthday, let's uh, let's go with your choice. Okay. Um, let me take a little look at our list here. Um, I have to say, because you've been away for the month, so I haven't been in much contact with you, but it was quite a month albums-wise. Um, more so than kind of singles. So yeah, I sure. think everything apart from one busy month for albums. Yeah, I think actually everything I'm going to talk about today is um the song from an album that I and I also recommend the album. But um the first one that I'm going to recommend is the Lady of the Moment. Uh, it's Antihero by Taylor Swift. Surprise, surprise! It's Taylor Swift. When my depression works the graveyard shift. Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby. <laughs> Taylor Swift, uh, anti-hero. Have you listened to Midnight's Nile? Um, I did. Because of my aforementioned holiday, I 
missed mm. the release dates of a lot of things and obviously I was busy doing other things. But I did um, try and catch up either on the flight back or over where possible or even in mm. random mornings, but not not great listening experiences either. Um, yeah, I did listen to Midnight's on the plane back and I was then I got confused because I was like, oh, I have the Midnight's 3am version. Is this a different version of the album? Because I couldn't like look it's it just up. an extra seven yeah, i know songs, that now I but think. at the time i was like yeah this is a strange album there's not a lot of like guitars on it or like it was it's all mm. very atmospheric and i was like is there is this is a different mix because i just couldn't check and i wasn't going to pay 20 quid for the internet on the way home um, yeah so yeah that is that would that's actually a very fair assumption if, if you weren't to know you'd be like oh there's the guitars are missing from this or whatever but um I think, yeah, so produced by Jack Antonoff, uh, came out on a really, really big album day. It was Midnight's with Taylor Swift, Arctic Monkeys, The Car, Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, uh, Dry Cleaning's new album, not a huge, huge band, but for us, quite big. Um, among others, there were others that day as well, uh, but they were kind of the big ones that I, I was listening to. And yeah, so Mid- Midnight's came out and I I was listening through it. This is song number... I think maybe three or four on it. Um, I'll just double check that. Yeah, so it goes Lavender Haze, Maroon, and then Antihero. Lavender Haze and Maroon, I wasn't that, on my first listen, I wasn't that kind of like bowled over by. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, this is fine. And then when Antihero kicked in, I was like, this is a great song. I love this song. And it's remained my favorite song from the album. I think it's one of the best songs she's ever written um i just find that kind of i find the melody and the the production i just find it really irresistible and i i quite like the lyrics in it like taylor can be as we know and as a lot of the discourse is kind of drawing attention to at the minute like a kind of cringy millennial in her lyrics but i think she just about gets away with it in this because it is also a very um kind of vulnerable song and i think the line it must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero is a really really great line that's used very well um obviously jack antonoff is all over this song he's all over this album um there are a couple of tracks on the midnight's 3 a.m version that are produced by aaron desner uh which are very good but the rest is pretty much taylor and jack um some people like that some people don't i'm pretty I'm kind of fine with it. I think like a stopped clock is right twice a day. And I feel that about Jack Antonoff and the like harem of female pop stars that he like has in his pocket at any one time. Like, um, like I think he did a wonderful job on Lana Del Rey's uh, album. I think he did a great job on uh, Lord's album that he worked on. And I think broadly he does a really good job on this one as well. Um, and I think it's just a really, it's a really nice listen. Um, I, I think I, so I reviewed this on Arena um, and I had, I had about four days with it, which is rare because we did, we did it on the Monday instead of the Friday because it was something else going on, on the Friday. So I'm really happy that I had the four days. I had like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then a, a bit of Monday with it because if I'd just gotten it on the Friday morning, because uh, it was no like pre uh, pre album release or anything, I I feel like I mightn't have got it as much. But the more I listen to the album, the more I like it. Um, 
that said, there's songs on it that I'm not mad about. I don't love Shimmer um, or Glimmer. Uh, what's that one called? I don't think it's actually called that. Um, I don't like Question. Uh, Bejeweled is the one. Um, I'm not mad about Question. Karma is good, but it's also that sort of cringy millennial thing. So what is it um, about the cringy millennial thing? Like, what's an example um, okay, so there's a there's a line on an otherwise terrific song, uh, which is vigilante shit. Uh, there's a great line in that song, which is I don't dress for women. I don't dress for men lately. I've been dressing for revenge. So that's a good example of that sort of like a bit a bit cringy, a bit like liberal feminist sort of like you know wearing a t-shirt that says this is what a feminist looks like or whatever i don't know i I can't really think of a better way to describe it than that but the first line in that song is draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man and i'm like "Mm, i don't like it it's just sort of like I feel like it's a bit done. I don't feel like it's actually saying anything. Are we using makeup to, I don't, I, I, there was something about it that just read as a kind of like a kind of a vapid feminism that she has been accused of before that I didn't like. I feel like a song like Antihero is much more of a feminist statement than, you know, your eyeliner being so sharp that it kills a man. I'm like, I don't know. I think we're kind of, yeah, it feels like we're we're kind of, yeah, it's just it's just a bit done and it felt a bit lazy. Felt a bit like um like the perfect sound to put on a TikTok um uh tutorial for like how to do your eyeliner or something, you know, which I'm grateful for such tutorials because I don't know how to do makeup. But like yeah, I don't know. There was something about that that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um but this album is like it's really a return to the pre-folklore evermore days um it was written largely through throughout her whole career i think from like kind of red onwards there's like leftover these are a, a lot of songs that she was writing during these periods that song like you could just put it very comfortably onto the reputation album which isn't an album that i love um but i do think that her songwriting improved, like her lyrics improved so much with Folklore and Evermore. And you can, you can hear that elsewhere on, on this album. I think you, there is a maturity in Taylor Swift on this album, on, on, on this kind of pop album um, that we didn't get in Reputation. Um, and I really like it. I think it's a really, I think it's a really good album. It's got a couple of duds on it, but you know, she she kind of she earns them uh very funny that there's a, the song snow on the beach you know featuring lana del rey everyone was so excited <laughs> it's like that nathan fielder thing of like i hope you're ready for nothing yeah. like she's just like i don't i've listened and listened and listened and i'm like yeah i guess i can hear her a little bit she's in the background in the chorus but like she's there somewhere but i'm i have no idea what she's actually contributing you know um she did I, I think she, she she co-wrote yeah let me check that hmm? Um, I think yeah, she, she co-wrote, co-wrote it, it and then she just so, very slight backing vocals on it. Yeah, but it's not it's not a featuring Lana Del Rey, like no, definitely not. I I, I think she she should have not advertised that Lana Del Rey was involved in the song at all, and then people will have figured it out, and then it would have been a much bigger deal of like surprise, Lana Del Rey was here all the time, and yeah, I, I think that would have been a bit better. But um, so the but yeah, overall a good album. Yeah, the, 
<clears throat> is a very popular album as well. The most streamed album mm. on Spotify in a single day. And yeah. also the most streamed artist on a single day on Spotify. If you're into your And stats, she's currently she's currently uh occupying all ten of the top ten places in the Billboard Top One Hundred, which is the first time any one artist has ever done that and the first time it's been all women <laughs> but it's her okay. she's she got nine before um and then and the person who was the 10th was ed sheeran so um like pretty pretty cool mm, i think yeah um she's going on tour next year the midnight's tour um or no the Not here yet, though. the era's tour no just in north america it's announced or maybe just the united Phoebe states Bridgers i'm not sure um for the ride frankly so Phoebe Bridgers, Haim, um, who else? Um, can't remember who else, but like very good uh, support acts. So hopefully, and, and she sorted out her uh, really high ticket prices thing. Like she's not going to be charging a ridiculous amount for bad seats uh, this time around because on her last tour, um, they had to lower the prices of tickets to sell the tickets because they were so high so you know ultimately she is a capitalist but she draws a sharp eye eyeliner sharp enough to kill men so you know but <laughs> i love her okay great uh my first choice is also an album it is by loyal karner it is called hugo is a song from a called nobody knows lad as rose told myself i should have ran on the bus and i'm supposed to have a plan but can't think till i figure who i am are you lost on or are you just another man sitting in my sunshine trying to catch a tan listen outside i can feel the sun's rain i love it inside i was bumping john wayne made peace you can never say the wrong name Say my last one long game And don't fuck it up Say reveal nothing Guys I used to run with a steady still puffing But what did they expect? Yo what did they expect? Hey yo I never used to think of the effect When my dad passed Straight biological neglect The other one sunset Sitting on the steps I was left Mum came heavy in her breath Tears on my face Transferring to her chest I was left And she would say he ain't coming Tell him that you love him And I'm a shout, nah, love means nothing Say I wanna hug, I wanna talk, I want something See, I reached the black man, he wouldn't take my hand Told the white man, he didn't understand I sat alone in the shadows of a man with my eyes closed Told myself I should've ran, I'm the bus And I'm supposed to have the plan Think till I figure who I am, are you lost? Or are you just another man? So that is Loyal Carter. Album is called Hugo. Um, very impressed with this. This is one of those albums I listened to on the way over on the plane to New York. Um, his third album after 2017's Yesterday's Gone and 2019 Not Waving But Drowning. Um, Hugo features production and credits from the likes of Quez, uh, Jordan Rakai, Alpha Mist, a lot of like UK producers and um, also madly upon that song which is really lovely because it really does sound like a mad villain kind of beat as well and I think uh, Loyal Karner being uh, a really good rapper mm. sounds really great on it as well um, but the album overall is concerned with a lot of identity mixed race roots uh, relationships particularly uh, parental relationships uh, f- uh, fathers as well paternal ones because um, he is uh, loyal recently became a parent and had a difficult uh, relationship with his dad and it seems to be um, on his mind a lot on this album. So uh, it feels like a cathartic release for him. Um, Production, uh, you don't really hear it there, but a lot of the album 
is very like live instrumentation, neo soul and hip hop. It kind of feels analogous to uh, the kind of vibe that some of Salt's music has. Um, mm. Although they just dropped an album, five albums this week. So I haven't, five got, albums. haven't got near them yet. Uh, <laughs> so that's a lot. Uh, the singles on mm. this album are great. Hate is a very urgent track. Georgetown and Nobody Knows, Lattice Road uh, features that latter. Has uh, the Guimanese poet John Argar talking about being half cast. And then there's tracks on the album uh, concerning, uh, featuring the youth activist Atian Akek on uh, talking about knife crime. So. It really does feel like a encapsulation of uh, some of the issues, personal and political, that are happening around Loyal Garner at the moment uh, and where he he lives in London. So a uh, really great album. I think this is the best album he's done so far. I really like what he's done with it and it's very uh, succinct. It has a, there's a Kojak reference on it as well, um, uh, kind of calling back to the track... Uh, no hands from Kojak on the song A Lasting Place, kind of an echo and refrain of from that album as well. So really great, really enjoyed this. Um and I'll be going back to it. It's definitely the best album he's released so far. If you are interested in what you heard there and you like want to hear more, I'm gonna see him live. I mean, actually the two dates that he has in Ireland are sold out on the February 19th to 20th in Vicar Street, but a popular boy, so um a popular dad. Um but yeah, he's uh he's really good and um cool. I've never seen him live, I don't think, but uh, uh, he's. I've never really gotten into him, but I like the sound of that that song. So yeah, I will it's a really like good, solid, um, like UK hip hop album uh, for sure. Uh, okay. And it's it's it doesn't it's not very modern in terms of like there's no drill sounds or anything like that on it, but it's very much like mm. rap album, classic rap album. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my fa- my fa- <laughs> my fa- fa- my second uh, choice is an album uh, from the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, it's called "The Car," and this song is called "Perfect Sense." Having some fun with the warm-up act. To say goodnight Then that's what it takes For a figure song On a hotel say that they've changed too much but i call it evolution um so the arctic monkeys there obviously you know the guitar band of the 2000s i think we can 
fairly comfortably say that, uh, certainly on this side of the water, um, in, in hindsight, but, um, they've been obviously through a few iterations of their sound and the most kind of remarkable swerve from that, like scrappy guitar sound was, um, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino in 2018, which wasn't, um, hit for everybody, but was for me. I absolutely loved it. I've since returned to that album quite a bit, um, in the run up to the car and, um, also to the last shadow puppets as well, just sort of the alternative Alex Turner kind of timeline. And I mean, if you were watching those kinds of like side projects that he was doing, if you were like looking at his, his solo stuff, if you're looking at the, um, uh, the stuff he did with the other band, like it, this feels like a kind of a logical conclusion to all of that. And I think here, with the car, we're still firmly in the world of Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. I think Alex Turner's voice is just getting better with every album that he puts out. I think his his vocals on this album are absolutely stunning. He's like switching from these kind of like low croons to these like high falsettos, which are beautiful. And while these were like a guitar, like the guitar band, they're now just like so lush with these string arrangements that are so beautiful and cinematic and just like cool as well is the thing. They've retained that sense of cool, that kind of sense of like, oh, I don't know, like, uh, like, like a kind of a cinematic score. Um, and I think they're drawing on, a lot of influences here. I think you can hear some Elton John here. You can hear some Paul McCartney. Um, and I think it's, it's this kind of space, um, between like Kokomo and like Jay Gatsby's mansion. I think some, some, um, some reviewer might've been in the guardian described it as like an album that would soundtrack a party at, at, uh, at Jay Gatsby's mansion. I really like that. Um, but it's still, it's kind of, it's, it's not as, uh, reliant on a concept as Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino was. There's still, there's a lot of Alex Turner in these songs. It's still quite a lot about like solitude and longing, even if it is dressed up in all these kind of like chandeliers and champagne and like even, even on body paint, you know, it's, it's 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 a song that is about kind of like love and longing but it's you know about a model that he's dating that is just coming back from her cover shoot and i think that's okay because he doesn't i don't think he leans into the opulence and the decadence for any reason other than to kind of draw attention to the fact that those things are that those things don't bring happiness and don't bring fulfillment or, you know, romantic fulfillment or anything like that. He's he's just kind of using it as a way to speak about loneliness and to speak about kind of human connection. And yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's a really good album. It's one that you just kind of like, you have to kind of sink into it. I don't think one listen is enough to get a sense of it. I think you have to listen to it a good few times and really find the songs that, that speak to you. I know that's true of like every album, but with this album in particular, I, I think every time I've listened to it, um, there's, there's so much going on in, in the arrangements that you can really just like 
pick what what part like what instrumental part you want to listen to or if you want to focus on the lyrics or whatever it is it's very very rewarding and occasionally very beautiful mm, album yeah. um yeah I, I i love it i think it's great great i haven't listened to it an awful lot yet um but i am mm. i'm enjoying what i have heard i mean i've literally had two half listens i'd say but uh sculptures mm. of anything goes was the one that stood out to me that yeah, i hadn't heard before song. um yeah and yeah it, because of its kind of uh slow tempo mid-tempo vibe it does kind of congeal into each other but um but exactly mm. you need to listen to it more it's not like a, it doesn't grab you in that way but it does draw you in um and I think, yeah, I mean, I, like they could be the rock and roll cliche of of the band that brings in the strings and that's all they do. But it's there's such an mm. embedding of of that of that vibe and that and these sounds into this world that it doesn't feel anything. It doesn't feel like it's just tacked on for the sake of it. Yeah, it feels so, earned, yeah, right? It's integral like to it's how it's, it feels. it's a world building exercise rather than just. Like it's similar to Father John Misty's album. Like there was a reason for him to do a kind of an orchestral album because he was looking at yeah. like 20th century music and Adele's album as well, which is the other kind of big re- record recently that kind of turned more towards like strings and kind of Hollywood stuff. But like, yeah, I, f- I feel like this is a this is a path now for kind of like mid career rock bands or rock artists um, or alternative artists to kind of you know, go into and explore. And I'd, I'd like to hear more bands doing this because I think it's, you know, I mean, the Beatles did it. The, Be- the Beatles did tons of like orchestral stuff and still sounded like the Beatles. It's a it's a nice way to evolve your sound and to kind of, I'd, I'd imagine, I'm not a musician, but I'd imagine like you, you get to a point with your musicianship when you're in the middle of your career where you, where you want to like start testing yourself a bit more and start creating more complex arrangements, start arranging for, uh, for instruments or, you know, a, a, an orchestra that you haven't done before. And like, there's a whole world of that available to people. So it's, it's nice that you can see like these musicians, the Arctic Monkeys as a band are full of like brilliant brilliant musicians really honed on on their instruments so it's really nice to kind of see them um expand on that and for it to pay off you know so there's no rock bangers on this one is there not really no i I don't like no i wouldn't say there's any rock bangers on it and that's fine that is like we've had low loads of rock bangers i'm sure people aren't happy some people aren't happy but that's fine also no no a lot of people aren't yeah they're like i mean that's just people who are who are giving out that they're not playing fluorescent adolescent at all their shows you know it's like they have other songs like <laughs> all right okay uh also from an album um that came out last weekend last friday um from the merry wallopers from dundalk this is uh, uh a track highlight from me it is called building up and tearing england down In a tunnel underground A young Limerick man was found He was built into the new Victoria line And when the bonus gang had passed Sticking through the concrete cast 
was the face of little Charlie Joe Devine And the ganger man McGurk said Big Paddy ate the work When a gas pipe burst and he flew off the ground Well they swear he said don't slack I'll not be there until I'm back Keep on building up and tearing England down so come, you navvies bold, who do think that English gold is just waiting to be plucked from every sod? Or that the likes of you and me will ever get an OBE or a knighthood for good service to the HUD? They've a concrete master race there to keep you in your place. And a ganger man to kick you to the ground If you ever try to take part of what the bosses make When you're building up and tearing England down Pretty self-explanatory there. <laughs> that is uh, building up and tearing England down. Uh, a highlight from the Dundalk trio, who are now uh, expanded to a larger group for live gigs anyway. Uh, their self-titled debut album. Uh, this song was popularised by the Dubliners and tells of the hardship of the mostly Irish men, uh, workers who literally built many of England's buildings uh, with their bare hands and the um, accidents and things that happened along the way after emigrating from Ireland. And really shows <clears throat> something we've all heard about before, you know, about how the Irish have uh, were were responsible for building a lot of uh, of England, and uh, I think this is just a uh, a really and love, America and America, a really lovely way of, um, and you know, quite almost nationalistic in a way, the way it's it's told as well. So, um, lots of references to people who were affected by it or who uh, went through that. Um, experience and just yeah uh, uh, I passed that song down in a folk tradition that's the Mary Walpers mm. building up and tearing England are you going to see them this month now um, I haven't thought that far ahead <laughs> mm. saw them recently at a, at a Palestine uh, fundraiser and they did play that song and uh, oh, very and good. I really appreciated it as well because you know I mean they, they were very good at drawing parallels between Palestine and Israel and Ireland and England and um, mm. in not that they're exactly the same, obviously, but you know, it is yeah. it is there, and it is the references are there, and the uh, history is there. So, yeah, great. I'm looking forward to seeing them later this month. I haven't seen them yet. Um, uh, yeah, they're great. Album's really good. Yeah. Speaking of great live bands, again on the same day that the other two albums were released, the other two that I talked about uh, are Two Monkeys and Taylor Swift. Dry Cleaning released Stump Work, the worst cover art I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> will not be buying the album, or if I do buy the album, I will be covering it because it makes me feel sick. Um, and this track is called Quenchy Cups. Things are shit, but they're gonna be okay. And I'm gonna see the otters. There aren't any otters, there are. Well, we can check, and I'm gonna see the water caterpillar. Purple hair in the coat, purple hair in the alpin. I'd love to hold you across the middle and be your shoulder bag. You scrape your t-shirt thin. Is everything all right with you? It's autumn. Windy webs Well things are shit But they're gonna be Okay And I'm gonna see the otters There aren't any otters There are 
is going to be going through my head when I'm on my way to see the wild lights at Dublin Zoo on Sunday. We're going to go see the otters. There aren't any otters. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Hopefully I get to see an otter. But um, yeah, so that's from the new album from Dry Cleaning. I mentioned to my partner that it had come out and he he quite liked their first album. And he was like, oh, did they release the same album again? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And he was like, good. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's different though. Um, I think it's a bit different. I think, I mean, there's no great like. No, no. But I think shit, there's enough different you know. shades there. And I think they wisely for the first few, few tracks avoid doing the exact same sound that they did on the start. Mm. Uh, that defined it, like the big heavier guitars. They come in later a lot of the time, but there's yeah. there's tracks here that, you know, there's the first track on the album sounds like um, uh, it's Anna Calls from the Arctic. It's it's kind of, it's it's a different vibe for them. I mean, musically um, mm. and vocally. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a bit, I think, bit I more think it's singing just like song that... or talk song, talk singing, but not much. Yeah, we do get a little bit of singing and whistling. Uh, we get a bit of melody from Florence Shaw's vocals on this, which is, I think, welcome. Um, but it, you know, the unique selling point remains her stream of consciousness, very droll kind of observer of the world um, lyrics. And they are, I think, just as good on this album, if not better than the first album. They're certainly more uh, direct and honed, and I think I think a little bit easier to kind of get into if you if you have the first album behind you and you're kind of used to what she does with with lyrics. Um, I think the guitars on that track, Quenchy Cups, are very kind of Johnny Marr, which I enjoy. Um, there's a song called Gary Ashby, which is about a tortoise who escaped during lockdown whose favorite pastime is kicking around a little tinfoil ball. Like it is, this is music that was just written for me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like very kind of, the word isn't quirky, but I, 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 I do need to find a word. I need to find out what the word is when I say words like quirky because I hate that word. But like it is, it's it's off, it's all off center kind of stuff. But um, at the same time, quite like cute and like nice i just i really like gary ashby and no decent shoes for rain is a much more kind of like sludgy garage rock um song about some lads being arrested for rollerblading so that's also great but i think everything fits really well together i think the band are still allowing Florence Shaw to kind of do her thing and I think that's the right decision uh if you were to take her out of it and just listen to the to the uh instrumental aspect of the band I don't think you'd be particularly like bowled over or impressed by their kind of like like their musicianship is very good but they're not they're not doing a whole lot that we haven't heard before in other guises so it's her mixed with that that kind of makes this band kind of fit together so well um and i think that they were one of the most exciting bands that came out last year and i think this year you know it's it's only been a year or so since their first album came out so i wouldn't have wanted too much of a shift but i i feel like they're really laying the groundwork for like more experimentation later yeah, you know very good yeah, yeah i really like what i've heard so far uh, again um 
October and being away means I've only heard it once or twice now. Twice probably, mm. I'd say, but I really like it. I do like it. I love this band. They're great. They're but, great. Um, and they're, they're pl- great. And they're playing here soon, aren't they? Uh, I think so. I don't think I'm going. I might be going. Who knows? I have a drawer of... Oh, uh, God, here we go. Uh, here, here's tickets. me Googling... Um, dry clean Dublin again and get nothing because of the <laughs> uh, 14th of February um, Valentine's Night in Vicar Street oh I think I am going to that actually you probably yeah. are you probably are yeah yeah very good okay um, that's dry cleaning Um, so not really a vibe shift for, for dry cleaning on this album but maybe a no. little bit of a vibe shift on my album that I'm picking next which is Gilliband Most Normal let's listen to a bit of Post Ryan and was the last song on the album it's called Post Ryan uh, from Most Normal and uh, probably the single best track for me on the album but to talk about the album of a whole I think it's a bit of a bait and switch uh, from the pre-release singles that they released on uh, this their third album from the Dublin band mm-hmm. uh, Eight Fivers and Backwash suggested a kind of more streamlined version of what the band were already doing which you know is very alternative um, interesting guitar textures used in, in industrial ways and rhythmic ways and then uh, Dark Kylie a lot of lyrics about not feeling great and, and shouting and uh, kind of howling as well um, but most normal isn't what the title suggests I don't think here it's quite a weird record it ambushes you a little bit uh, with passages of big noise uh, like the industrial track for Gushy and tracks like Bin Liner Fashion and Cap Gas that have that kind of element where it's kind of it's playing with noise as opposed to uh, music and textural noise as well Um and then there's 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 other uh, aspects of it as well. Like if you think of, you know, there's a tr- song called Red Polonek. I'm just going to briefly uh, play a bit of, which, you know, has a vibe uh, in terms of its sound that doesn't sound like something like Madlib might make, actually. So here's a bit of that. <laughs> Just, yeah, slightly different vibe there. Very much more like um, weird hip-hop production almost as well. And they said they were inspired mm. by that. Um, I think Dara uh, Kylie 
on this album seems to be having more fun in the lyrics and it feels more settled than unsettled. There are some great lines there, like, uh, I can't wear hats, I still get slagged, no one looks cool around a wasp. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's football, and uh, Fungi died for all your <laughs> sins. So uh, there's a lot of those kind of um, lyrics in there where maybe some of the last album, I know Dara's been through some, um, had to take some breaks for, for his mental health, and he feels like he's a bit more um, together this time around in terms of uh, knowing who he is and uh, what he's saying. And uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's sometimes when you were listening to the last album, it felt like you were a little bit worried for him and you feel a le- mm. little less worried for him this time around. So that's really good. Um, and I just really, I think the band have used that time in the studio to really work on something because of lockdown and uh, really try and do something a bit different. And I think they really succeed here. So yeah, most normal cool. from Gilliband. That's the album. Can you hear the cat purring? No, but I can see the affection that's been given to the microphone he and to you. <laughs> all over me right now. Thank you, Aria. You are welcome to this podcast. Welcome. Um, she is a fan of uh, the next band that we're going to talk about. Um, there are, is this the the biggest month? Was October the biggest month? For yeah, albums? it feels like it. It feels like it. Yeah, it was huge. We had a fucking nineteen seventy five album come out, and like we it kind of slipped in there for me. Um, so yeah, the song I've I've chosen a song, and you've chosen a song. Yes, so we're because both we're kind both of choosing this album the, for the first time. Andrea, <laughs> I have found myself listening to this band oh, properly. I'm very happy. Uh, so the song that I've chosen, we'll start with this one. Is um. Uh, it's from Being Funny in a Foreign Language by the 1975, their new album. This song is called Part of the Band. She was part of the Air Force, I was part of the band. I always used to burst into my hand. My, my, my imagination. I was living my best life, living my parents' way before the pain penance and verbal penance. My, my, my. And I fell in love with a boy who was kind of lame I was Rambo and he was Paul Verlaine My, my, my imagination So many cringes and heroin binges I was coming off the hinges Living on the fringes of My, my, my imagination Oh yeah Enough about me now You gotta talk about the people, baby But that's kind of the idea So as we know, Andre, you are already a fan of um, the 1975 mm. so give me your impressions yeah. of this album uh, in the context yeah, of their so, canon as with my relationship with taylor swift it is a kind of a, a fraught kind of almost like a sibling relationship where i'm like oh my god this band can drive me mad sometimes but ultimately they're my brother you know um and yeah i think this album is a lot more subdued um 
maybe a bit like the um the arctic monkeys album kind of lacking big rock tunes this lacks like as many big pop tunes it is way pared down compared to their previous records it's like 40 odd minutes um long and i think it benefits from that um i mean it's it's 11 songs uh, which we haven't seen from this band in a really, really long time. Um, and yeah, something about that song in particular that I just find really, really engaging. I love the strings in it. I think the lyrics in it are great. Um, really moving lyric towards the end about him. He kind of names the uh, de- like years, days, months, hours and minutes that he's been sober uh, for, or not sober, uh, clean from heroin. Um, and I, I like when he addresses that in his music, cause I think he does it really well. I think he's a really good lyricist. Um, when he gets it right, he really gets it right kind of thing. And I just love the arrangement. I love how the song kind of switches up, um, kind of tonally between the verses and the choruses. And I think his, his vocals sound great on, on that song as well. And yeah, I haven't listened to the album through like loads of times i listened to it uh maybe twice uh the weekend it came out um but i haven't actually returned to it just because there's been so much other music but i i liked what i heard uh but that was the song that kind of really jumped out at me uh but the song that jumped out to you was happiness which is also a song that i quite like so tell me about that well um so i was listening to the band uh the album when it came out on the friday and before I went away and uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, look, I'm always interested to see what's going on, because I think whether I like it or not and whether I have a problem with I seem to have a problem with Matty Healy's uh, lyrics and maybe some of his the way he talks about people and especially about women um, has been problematic for me in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also understand that everyone, you know, a pop star, uh, which is what he is, um, he has it. He he is. Uh, he does have a interesting personality. He's a bit magnetic. He is he's playing up to that role a lot. Um, while also, mm. I think this album because it was paired back in terms of it's like it's not trying to be uh, the big like okay computer kind of vibe. Um, this time around where mm. it's just like okay, these are uh, eleven songs that are just well written, more direct lyrically. Um, not gonna like read out newspaper headlines over uh, a back and track. Uh, but I'm just going to say, sing a song called I'm In Love With You, that's fine. Um, and I thought that was an interesting just to see from that perspective, which obviously they they have songs like this before. And I think for me, the 80s thing is something that they do so well. And so well. it's And that's why I picked Happiness, because I'm like, wow, mm. that is such a good 80s song. And the same with Looking For yeah. Somebody To Love. Those two songs um, set together are just perfect of uh, examples of that kind of like molly ringwald dance you know that kind of like a yeah. swing that you have bit of like robert palmer or like uh we built this city by starship it has that kind of yeah like silly saxophones and but big big choruses big synth moves 
And I love it. I think it's just so w- yeah, well done. Yeah, kind of a Peter Gabriel sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and Happiness was just, yeah. I, it started with, for me, with uh, looking for somebody to love. I was like, that's a great track. It was like, we built, it sounds mm. like we built this city. And then mm. I was like, that's fun. And then part of the band, I was like, that sounds like a Bonnie Vare song. Oh, Caroline mm. has more of that kind of um, Michael McDonald kind of Yahi rock thing going on, the kind of billowy synths. Uh, and that that run, the first five songs in particular, obviously the 1975, the opening track sounds a bit like is inspired by LCD Sound Systems, All My Friends. But I think yeah. he does a really good job lyrically in that song as well of like. Me too. I think his vocals are lovely in it as yeah, well. Yeah. And I think it's just like, you know, if there is a band who are the voice of a generation, I mean, the generation isn't uh, <laughs> the same age they are. But, um, you know, I do mm. like that he's trying to like empathize with somebody who's 17 and um i think it just works really well for that and i think yeah i like you know those kind of lyrics um about uh qanon created a legitimate scene but it was just some bloke in the philippines like there's something Mm. about this song the first opening song um is trying to say something bigger than it is. And I think I appreciate that. Sorry if you're living, if you're mm. 17, like it's a bit emo, but it's also. I like, love that line. That's it's empathy for young people. Is something we don't hear a lot of these days. Um, Absolutely. So, and I, I, I remember like in, on the, on the episode where we did, I think a brief inquiry into inquiry into, uh, into something, something. Online relationships. Yeah. Uh, Online relationships, that's the one. It was either that one or, or, or the other one that came out, like the, the two for, um, I talked to you for about an hour about the relationship between like Matty Healy's lyrics and Gen Z. And when I listened to the first song on this album, the the titular kind of the, the 1975, which they do on all their albums. Yeah. I was really relieved that they were still kind of engaging with that, um, with that age group um even though the the fans who were 17 who first were listening to them are no longer 17 but they're they're still concerned with and empathy was a word you use which is perfect um they're they're empathizing with young people and i think i think they'll continue to do that um because i think Matty Healy has, for better or worse, a kind of maybe a fear of growing out of that level of empathy, maybe a fear of that idea of the older you get, the more conservative you get. I think you can hear that in a lot of his lyrics. And that fear is a driving force behind him trying to connect with young people and trying to give them a voice and trying to understand their perspective on the world. And obviously their perspective on the world is so um, or, or the world is so apocalyptic and difficult that looking at it through the eyes of a young person really kind of draws attention to how much we've been sleeping on a lot of our kind of like social and environmental issues. And yeah, I, I just think he does that so, so well. I mean, I know, I, I know he's done like fucking dicky things in, um, like poor old Dervla, was that her name? Like, you know, yeah. but like, he, I don't know. I just think there's like the, 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 rea- the, the reaction that he gets to stuff that he does in the media is so strong and so kind of like rushing to cancel this person who like at worst has made stupid mistakes. Um, like, like the the Dervla thing was bad, right? But like, yeah, he said her name was like, dirt. you know, yeah, like that's it's not good. Um, 
but he's also like he's a he's a rock star and a kind of an idiot like or or just kind of socially a bit a bit odd like he's just kind of an odd person and I think that like I don't know the rush to want to cancel this person because he's had problematic lyrics in the past or whatever it's just I don't know I, I I'm a bit uncomfortable with um with vilifying someone who is very very clearly trying hard um and learning from other people and listening like we saw the um you know he he did a lot of kind of like public learning with Laura Snapes on Twitter um and then you know pledged to only play like 50/50 gender balance music festivals and, th- and and things like that and brought attention to a lot of these things and and I I don't know if it matters what the motivation behind that is if the motivation is more sales or whatever but the fact that like there there is a male pop star kind of doing this stuff like do like showing what it looks like to actually do the work publicly is I think very helpful um and nobody's perfect like we all say problematic things we all say things that are you know that we regret afterwards but people who are willing to kind of learn publicly in that way and kind of like set out a course for other people to do it I think should be you know encouraged to keep going and not yeah. just but also kind like, of tossed aside as being you know great songs problematic there's great whatever. songs on this album as well not to just focus there on are, his yeah. lyrics he's a brilliant uh, songwriting and and the band are really good at what they do and they're, and they're really mm. good at making 80 songs like happiness To get a bit of that Saxon. <laughs> that was uh, 1975 <laughs> being funny in a foreign language. Yeah, uh, just, you know, simple, straightforward, uh, simpler, straightforward uh, versions of what they've done before. And some of they've obviously done that kind of 80s thing before, for sure. And I, that's, I think it's it's really hard to do <laughs> as well. Mm. Obviously, the only thing I think about this is Jack Antonoff is also involved in this when, uh, and it was interesting to note that, like, sometimes it's like, oh, well, he's just streamlined things. And maybe that's his vibe. But, it would have been interesting to know. It doesn't seem like they got on well with BJ Burton in advance uh, when they tried to do this album with him. Um, and he mm. has expressed some disappointment in how that all worked out uh, because I don't think he kind of knew what was happening next. But yeah, maybe they picked a safe pair of hands, but uh, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, they have done yeah. two sprawling albums right before this. So uh, it's okay to make a digestible 11 track, 40 something minute album after that 43 so. minutes so yeah okay yeah. on to our final choices for sure final choice for me is and the final choice overall no um, I, ha- I have one that's not on Spotify oh you you have a surprise one yeah um 
So this is the band Always. Uh, the album is called Blue Rev. Very good album. And this song is called Easy on Your Own. a band that we both really like um have you had a chance to listen to this album no yet? i'm actually not that familiar with this band at all really um oh really yeah yeah i'm not really listening that much this is yeah so i i was really looking for i i chose a track i can't remember which track uh from this album as one of the best songs of last month and i was really looking forward to the album um it's the follow-up to 2017's anti-socialites uh there have been some lineup changes with the band but i think here it's it's very bright very hooky um a bit of like kind of shoegazy stuff in it and just kind of good like garage rock i think um i don't have too much to say about this album um i've only listened to it a few times but it's like the vibes are good <laughs> and um i just really really love their sound and i think that this this would be a great like driving album if you're going somewhere yeah yeah not listening to this yet but uh i know people in our I, discord I, I are think fans. you'd like it uh, yeah, so, I think you'd like it now. Yeah, and so if you want to join our Discord and and access the highly competitive music league which they've started, which actually is I'm finding it very Man. stressful to, to, it is to kicking manage. off in there. I think we need to do one a week, lads. One a week, uh, we'll figure it out. I'm yeah, not, I meant to say that, but I was like, geez, I'm on holidays. We've done two of them while I was away. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm also not doing that well, so maybe that's why. Um, but no, it is interesting to watch. Uh, the 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 music league is like everyone picks a mood. Uh, there's a, like a team suggested for each round. And everyone picks one. So the the latest one is, uh, what is it? Uh, the latest ones is uh, uh, songs to make you cry, and uh, oh. uh, and it can be, this is where I go to cry. Uh, what was the last one we picked? Oh, it was like uh, songs for hangover is the latest one. So yeah, so that's oh. it. So so Discord. Uh, if you want Discord access for nine nine, you have to just sign up on the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash nine nine. You get playlists and uh, extra podcasts and extra bits, and uh, and you support us and and do nice things for us, and we appreciate that. So yeah, that is it. Uh, that's my uh, before we depart uh, on this episode I'm going to mm. pick my last song so I said last month I might pick an old song for my last track every month and so I'm going to pick a song that I heard in New York um, at a club uh, I went to so um, James Murphy is somewhere how involved in this club and my friend Simon from Lumo had gone a few months ago and had gone to this spot which is a nice little 
it's a little clubby disco bar kind of thing called Night Moves. Funny enough, same name as the, the event we put on recently. And it, I think it's beside uh, the Wine Baryons, the Four Horsemen. And uh, so uh, shout out to Ryan Skelton from uh, Cafe Balerica, the Irish guy who runs the bar. I did a lovely disco bar over there as well, a lovely spot in Williamsburg. So he uh, sorted me out for this uh, space later on that night. So we went in and had a dance and it's got that those lovely Macintosh speakers that they used at the Spatio, with smaller versions, but like just lovely sound system. Kind of reminds me of Hang Dai a little bit, except for it has a light up dance floor. And like any good night out, no matter what, even though the drinks were uh, ridiculously expensive, I think at some point there was three beers and two glasses of whiskey, not shots of whiskey, bought, and it was 70 something quid. Oh, <laughs> Insane. my God. Um, so other than that, um, one of the songs that the DJs played that night, they were all playing violin stuff, is actually a Pink Floyd cover. And uh, I've heard the the flip side of it before. It, they do this is a, a band from the late seventies called Rosebud, and uh, nineteen seventy seven. Uh, they do a, a cover of Money, but on the flip, which I had never heard before, is a song called Have a Cigar, also uh, written by Roger Waters. So here is what that sounded like. tracks i heard at night moves in winsburg uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week um and it's always nice to have a an audio present to take home with you from a holiday mm. and that was fine so got to play and then i uh in a nod i played at Illumo last weekend which was a uh, great crack so yeah fun times excellent fun times i just thought i'd include that because there's nowhere else for that to exist uh on the website or anything really and it's not on spotify or anything like that so Nice to be able to nod to it. Excellent. Right, any other things you've been enjoying the last uh, couple of weeks? Yeah, I have a few. um, I watched a lot of films this month uh, being spooky season. But I think the best ones I watched, um, so spooky film-wise, I'd never seen Society. So I watched Society, um, which was good, but also awful do you know what I mean? i've never seen that one <laughs> like the, yeah okay so it like for maybe the first two-thirds of it, it it's like a kind of a schlocky teen movie and then towards the end the kind of big body horror thing happens um which was great but like the acting and basically everything else in it was like 
quite bad but it's a very seminal film and it's a cult classic and people love it uh which i liked um i watched raw which i think was maybe my favorite one that i watched this month um excellent film really loved it uh i watched a film called matriarch as well which is great that was spooky um and then my other spooky one was the babadook which was great fun i really enjoyed it that was the the most kind of like jumpy one most kind of like you know horror movie uh of them all um and cinema wise i went to see all quiet on the western front uh which is about a uh, based on the book about uh, the trenches in world war one um while we're seeing it in the cinema i'm not sure if it's still in theaters i think it might be uh in the lighthouse still at the minute i was there on the night of the premiere of the banshees of inishirin which i haven't seen yet and i was um very disappointed to not run into colin farrell or uh brendan gleason but there you have it uh and then kind of older film that i'd never seen before but is like seminal film i watched we need to talk about kevin uh, they didn't talk about Kevin nearly enough in that movie. Um, if they talked about Kevin, they could have maybe Things saved okay. all of this from happening. But um, those were my films I watched. And then TV-wise, I loved The Bear. Um, it was one of the best things I've watched this year. And I properly started House of the Dragon, which I'm really, really enjoying. Very good. Um, yeah. How about you? Anything to report? You were away for most of it. So yeah, well, I ditched, I ditched House of the Dragon. After about six episodes, I got bored of it. Okay. Um, and I watched the rest of the Lord of the Rings one, with, but also kind of like one eye on maybe turning it off. Um, mm. I kept getting the two confused as well, which probably isn't a good thing. Uh, okay. Not a great, not a great look. Also, no, I, I quit. I quit the Lord of the Rings one after two episodes, and you, you know, I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. Um, I was just like, no, this isn't, this isn't it. Um, but as a dragon, I feel. A little like it's grabbed me in a bit more. Right, I really like Matt okay. Smith in it. I like his uh, character. I'm rewatching Twin Peaks. That's what I'm doing. Finally. Excellent. So that's a there's nothing wrong there. That's a, a always mm-hmm. an excellent decision to do that. Uh, and movie wise, uh, I watched on Colleen Kuhn, The Quiet Girl, the Irish mm-hmm. movie from this year. Missed it in the cinema. Uh, rented at home. Really good. Really, really good. Very moving. Did and you rent that from the IFI website? <coughs> um, no, or I, I think it? it was it was either the Google Store or the Apple one, maybe. I'm okay, sure. so you can get um, it somewhere. Yeah, I've been wanting to. We did watch a film one of the nights where we're on holiday because we were in very near Amityville, and we saw we better watch the Amityville horror for the crack because oh, we were it was the day after the wedding, the evening after the wedding. Uh, terrible film <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds, mm, um, but fun. Well, we probably should have watched the original seventies one, but still, anyway, uh, just because literally we were in houses uh, that felt like this kind of vibe, uh, we were like, ah, oh, let's watch a scary American horror film because we are in one already with a basement mm. and everything. So uh, that was interesting. Okay. Uh, and also the other things I've watched recently: uh, X and Pearl, those two Mia Gott Ty West films, uh, horror films. X. Mm. I kind of think I'd prefer Pearl. Um, it's very much like the Pearl is the origin story of the the kind of horror baddie in in X um, and Little. Yeah, I kind of prefer. I, I think Mia Goth is is great in as a, 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 her performance in X is or Pearl is amazing. It's unhinged and uh, really interesting. And there's a third one to come as well. So. Um, so good recent new horror. Um, and that's really it. Um, I mean, I haven't been. Have I been to a gig? No, I have not. 
Um, <laughs> I was at Circa Richardson, which was excellent. oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. There was no gigs really on in New York that but I wanted to people see. People need to stop talking at gigs. Yeah, it's getting bad. If anyone's listening, right? Just if you're standing at the back, that doesn't that's not carte blanche to have like a really loud conversation. You're if you're standing that far back, just keep going back into the bar, have your conversation in there. You can't be chatting that loud at gigs, lads. And it is mostly lads. Um and I feel I feel a bit sorry for men because their voices just carry louder than women's voices but still like but still. don't be chatting at gigs i'm going to julia jacqueline tonight and for the first time in years and years and years i'm gonna go in and be near the front i haven't been up near the front at a gig in ages but i was like when i was at sorka richardson i ended up moving and i moved up towards kind of the front side bit where i could like kind of just slip in without getting in people's way um and the vibe was so much better people just like singing her lyrics and enjoying the show instead of just standing around with their friends, having a beer and a chat yeah. with some music on in the background. So well, tonight uh, yeah. we're going up the front for Julia. Yeah, you you got to stand um, if you really want to hear it. I think you really got to get up the front. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. Brilliant. Lovely. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, yeah. Nine9.com uh, for all track listings and uh, info and episode notes. And Patreon.com for slash nine. Anything you want to plug, Andrea, before we go? Um, no, just a date for people's diaries. Uh, Sunday, November 26th, National Rally for Housing in Dublin. Uh, get it into your diaries now. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if there's any official information out, but Rory Hearn, who wrote Gaffs and who is um, generally tweeting and kind of raising awareness about the housing crisis um has some information about it on his twitter at rory hearn but um just put it into your diaries tell your pals about it 26th of november in dublin it's oh it's a saturday i think i might have said sunday there saturday november 26th in dublin um get out get rallying make some make some banners and posters and just yeah get amongst it um even if you're some of the lucky people who have bought a house or have places to live um good shout good shout yeah that's it all right that's it from us this week and thank you for my quiz niall it was lovely (laughs) thank you so much you did so well (laughs) thank you all right okay bye bye. bye everyone see ya Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.